0: for pleasure planet x but i think we accidentally landed on muppets in space
1: (laughs) these were not the extraterrestrials i was looking for either this was an opportunity to give interstellar stunning and like quasar cunty and look sexual and i just didn't see a lot of that you know what maybe they have fetishes we don't know about and that's hot to them i do think it was still a joyous and fun floor show Mm -hmm. so why don't we start talking about what we saw tonight let's start with cynthia cynthia brought us sex worker from today. She came at it from her phone and apps and selling in that way and I think that's very valid. I'm halfway to giving someone $100,000 and I don't want to see someone in sweatpants. Okay? They I were don't like pajama see bottoms. Pajama it bottoms. Was so sweatpants. 100%. Anything like that, no. Like, that aggravated the piss out of me. 100%. We always say 100%, but we never say like, maybe it was like 83%. Maybe like 67%. Or like 7%. Or like 7%. Or 2% honestly mary after the floor show ended i was like oh this this seemed really fun this was joyful especially with the the skits and the orgasm sounds all of that it was very like bitch grandmother bitch you know i was kind of um entertained and then for the boules to go onto their you know pseudo podcast before deliberations I'd be like, yeah, this was disappointing. I was surprised.
0: I kind of love when that happens, when I think, oh, my God, I had a great time. That was so fun. I could see, you know, I could see a little, you know, uh, honey bunches of crunch here and there. But mm, overall, right. like, I had a great time. I, I thought I knew who was in the bottom by the end of the floor show, but I, I didn't expect. But I also kind of appreciated the fact that they had a very different take. And then once I heard their little chit-chat, I thought, oh, yeah, I guess you guys have a point. Sure. Like, I'm also often swayed by what they say. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, sure.
1: It's what's been happening. It reminded me of when I first watched Dracula. This was – I first started watching Dracula for season two. So, season one, I, like, went back and watched. Season two, I remember the first episode, I was like, oh, my God. And then for to hear what they picked up and, like, what they were picking on, I was like, what? Huh? Really? And I was confused. And, yes, that's exactly my experience. I'm often just swayed, like, oh, right. I love hearing the answers from the boules. hmm
0: Right, right. And it's like, oh, I guess – You know, my no drag knowledge mouth has Mm. has no right (laughs) because, but drag is art and art is subjective. So sometimes they don't like things that I'm like, no, I love that. You two are objectively wrong.
1: I did clock Cynthia's kind of muppet uh, outfit from you know Times Square. uh, That just just seeing the legs, and I was like, ah. And you know, J.K. had a similar type of issue except it wasn't the same fabric but i will say like the fact that it was sort of furry-esque like furry meaning like a furry went more into the pleasure place so i i i actually was more forgiving of it i wasn't as annoyed as swan was uh, by that
0: I think it was, it, for me, it was giving me Tempest's nude bodysuit from the first episode of season oh. seven. And I think that's where it went off for me, where I was like, oh, yeah, it looks like you turned your, what are they called, pajeggings, pajinas, the, the jeans that are actually sweatpants. If you turn them inside out, I think they're like sweatpants, you know? Um, and that's, it just looked like she was wearing a pair of inside out pajinas that were mm. a size too big.
1: Well, I'm glad that she wasn't put in the bottom for it, particularly because other people that have had, you know, kind of cheaper materials were not put in the bottom previously. I was surprised that Orgotic wasn't, uh, I guess, considered a little bit lower. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Right. He was in the bottom three. Or he no, was the Neo bottom Hulu three. Was. Oh, yeah, he was. Okay, good. He was the bottom yeah. three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Neo I and think Throb I would have put in the him in there, too. Yeah. Neo in the top is a little confusing, um, only because I mean, granted, it was a cool look and the performance was great, but it was um, there was just so much going on, and I, I, yeah, I was taken out of it completely. Oh,
0: Neo's was one of my favorites. Really, I it was. It the, is the, the is... look. I mean the performance more than the look I think the performance sold the look for me I think that it was like the the look was so much and then the performance was so mm. muted in like a purposeful way that it was somehow that balanced it out mm. like if she came out and was at a 27 of like uh. ah, I love these tits like it would have been like <laughs> oh my god you're like love at this point but the fact that she came out doing the the angeline doing the like you know, I'm a sugar baby with a lot of tits. Like, it was just, it was great. I don't know. It, even the fact that she couldn't walk, I agree with Drac. That sold the character of, like, you have so many tits you can't even walk. I love it. Yeah, you like these big
1: tits? <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly, and I did, and I did.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. There was too much going on. I, I thought that she'd be lower. I, what I did appreciate about it is that it, she reminded me of the dancing hula girl on a dashboard when she was oh. jiggling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 she was like a. I, you could put her on like the dash of some kind of you know space cargo ship in the mm. future. You know, merch
1: idea, merch idea. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right? Love that.
1: Yeah, I mean, what the other thing that this clip of the week kind of illuminates for me is something that I've seen online as well. The opinions about this season of Dragula and its contestants are all across the board. I don't think anybody's really agreeing on one or more contestants, like good and bad.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm kind of feeling like I need to not look at r slash Dragula on Reddit anymore. I really think it is a Spencer's in a dying mall, and I need to not – honestly, I need to not validate any of that as something that needs to be in my brain space. Torrid. Yeah, it is. It's an old torrid with lights that are, like, blinking because they're on the edge of death. (laughs) and they've closed it's like when they when they start to close off parts of a burlington coat factory and it's like oh nope those are all just shelves now we don't everything is towards the front now i it's very scary it's very back rooms and i i just think that some of the 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 discourse if you will or the topics that get brought brought up or the just the the feelings that get brought to that I, i need to not I need to not go to Red Lobster if I don't want to have shrimp and seafood. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. it's my fault for going to Red Lobster.
1: <laughs> you don't have a husband.
0: I don't have a husband. <laughs> I should just go to steak and ale like the rest of the unmarried secretaries and have myself a sirloin, a baked potato and a and a Tom Collins and call it, a, call it a night.
1: I know. I, yeah, of course I agree. I I think, oh, I just, I'm surprised that like people aren't all for Neo, right? You'd expect like, oh, Neo seems like the front runner and online, that's not the case. It's it's just wild to me, right? And you'd expect like, oh, people are more understanding that JK is in the bottom, but there's so many people that are just like, nope, nope, this is the performance. The performance is great, good enough for them to stay. Uh, people, you know, are anti-throb now because of the, what happened to the Cadran. Like, it's all very fascinating to me um, that this particular season is kind of like uh, across the board. Nobody's really agreeing, and I don't know if that's the editing or if it's just a dynamic cast.
0: I feel like <clears throat> the one thing I have seen, which is a lighthouse and a welcoming shore, as far as I'm concerned, is a genuine appreciation of Cynthia's narration and her Mm. role this season. Not that she's a front runner, not that people expect her to win, but that they appreciate her presence in the room. And I think that Mm. with all the drama and all of the kind of like, you know, it's hard to find somebody to really like, like, I think that Cynthia is a relief.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I will say this, Uh, this week I started to see, kind of why orgotic wouldn't be the winner. Mhm. Mhm. You know,
0: that there's uh, maybe a limit to uh, uh, a limit to the charm there. Yeah, yes. I I I think so. I think it's kind of like we're starting to see like, oh, you've gotten that note before. Oh, you got that note a right. few times actually. And right. Um, you know, I feel like earlier in the season, it was a lot of like, oh, we're really being shown into the, the world of our drag. And I think we're, we're maybe still in the foyer, you know, we haven't really been welcomed into the living room and maybe there, there is, is no living room. room yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> it's, it's just, a <laughs> it's a camping chair and a TV. It's like those pictures where it's like, oh, this is how single guys live. And it's just like, yeah. you know, and I'm a bachelor like, pad. yeah, um, this is how tops babe. live. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Tops. <laughs> Yeah. Tops. Uh, tops are basically the straight on the men, floor. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. Offensive. Yeah, yeah there's a topic. Uh, in the fantasy, tops yes. living as tops. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. is a topic. Hey, that we were wondering what we could talk about on only Marys. Uh yeah, there's a topic. We yeah, it puts the top in topic. A topic. topic.
0: Yes,
1: a topic. Yeah. Um, or gop topic, sorry. Or, or topic. topic. Yeah. In that <laughs> robe, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh the, the robe. Oh god. The dra- <sighs> the Dracula robe.
0: The Dracula robe, bro, is like yeah. anything you want. I hope oh, they wow. never find my body. <laughs> uh,
1: the body is here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Uh Check Mr. Curious anyway. house because the body's not here.
1: <laughs> anyway, I I will say this. Um I it came from Beyond Alien Challenge. I compare it to, and I think it will always be compared to season two. And the season two Alien Challenge was immaculate. I think of Victoria Elizabeth Black, and of course I think oh, right. of
0: yeah, yeah, Mary with the clicking. Of course, of course. All I can remember was bitch because it, it's well, like and that's... then
1: bitch is bitch is also who you think of because of hey. Right, just yeah, a brilliant look character that's created to the point where, like, you think about J.K.'s character, and you're like, "This is a great performance," but maybe the, the the craftsmanship isn't totally be behind it. Whereas, bitch had the makeup, had the design, had the whole aesthetic to sell that character. Where I wasn't distracted by the aesthetic, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I think that like there's a world where bitch's diner waitress works in the same truck stop lot as uh-huh. jk's you know lot alien and i yeah. think, but but if you put the look side by side and the character side by side it's just it, it, there's just really no comparison because i think there's a concept that jk is getting to that isn't getting fully realized and it's like oh here's an example of someone who had a concept that lives in the same world and mm. it's fully realized
1: right Right. Like, uh, that whole world. Like, you could create an entire television show around Bitch Puddin's character. And yeah, JK would be on it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it could be... Neo Hulu could be on JK's dashboard. You know, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah. That season two Alien Challenge was 100% like the standard. And I was a little disappointed um, I will say when they did the the skits, I was just much more pleased. I was like, oh, this is so fun, particularly Cynthia's uh, and blackberries. Um, I just thought it, and then uh, yeah, you're right uh, neo hulu uh, it was it was yeah, it all made sense. I was glad they added that
0: I was too I, I think um well we'll get to it I have some I have okay. some opinions, but uh, I definitely saw or I understood the the boules kind of like oh i thought we were gonna get this and instead we got that okay i mean listen my mother had to go on the same journey when she figured out i was gay you know so they figure it out you know
1: Uh, okay
0: okay and then you know and then when you talk to them about dating they say things like you know people are just people (laughs) because my mom is very all lives matter when it comes to gay stuff sometimes
1: Okay. Well, she's also very what? Barbara Streisand. People, people who need people and people. Uh, Like
0: my mother is very like she's oddly like post gender because she's just uncomfortable about saying like him.
1: You know. Uh huh. She she's
0: more uncomfortable with a he him. I think if my mom, I think that would be the ultimate. It's like, well, mom, you know, this is my partner. They go by they them. So uh, you, this is kind of what you have been suggesting.
1: They might be a girl. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, they leaves, leaves the door open, you know. <laughs> Pat, <Anyway>. there's hope. <laughs> yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mary's, the holidays are here. And for many of us, that also means it is gift giving season. And let me tell you something. Besides my cat, the top of my Christmas list is me. And I have to say, I have no regrets every year that I make sure that I also give myself a gift every Christmas, and I have to also say I think you should do the same. And there's a lot of ways to do that, right? You could actually get yourself something that you've been eyeing up on Amazon. You could take yourself out to a fancy meal. You could have a spa day. You could just get yourself some donuts and sit on the couch and eat donuts on the couch, which let me tell you is is a gift in and of itself, Um, but maybe not the healthiest. And so maybe if you were looking for a healthier idea, a healthier way to treat yourself this holiday season, I might have another suggestion for you. And if you think I'm about to talk about therapy, you are indeed correct, because I do love talking about therapy. And honestly, now is a great time to consider therapy, especially as the sun goes down at 10 o'clock in the morning. And maybe there's some holiday stress going on. Maybe there's some family members you don't want to see. Maybe you've just had a rough year and you want to go into 2024 having a better year. So if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, maybe give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you gotta do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and if that match is not a match, you can switch therapists at any time, no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary.
1: Let's jump into it. Came from beyond. Um, I, I, the first th- discussion that I want to talk about is this WWE Smack Talk that is uh, prompted by the producers at the start of the show. I don't know if you have anything before that, Mary. Uh, well,
0: I, I wrote down the line, say goodbye to all this. And I don't remember who said that. Say goodbye to all this. Um, mm. oh, well, I think that was somewhere in the, uh, in the Boulez opening act. But for some, I don't, mm. I don't even remember anymore. I also wrote down just the, the, the term sonic transducer because I just...
1: Yeah, Sonic Transducer came back, I think, two more times. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of in deucing episode. this
0: episode. Yeah. Um, so yes, this this episode, the producers were like, Okay, we are not here to this is not drag race UK. We're not looking for a sisterhood. Uh, where one of you will guest on the other one's Wow Presents Plus show when she eventually wins it and it'll all be the same in the end. We actually. It's not need...
1: Monsters Inc., you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not Monsters Inc., it's not Models Inc. It, mm. This is Dracula. Um, Umbrella Academy, yeah. It's also not Umbrella Academy <laughs> for the record. If, if someone had asked Blackberry, I think you had asked if this was Umbrella Academy and we, ch- it's not. I, ch- I asked Clint.
1: It, it, to me, the, the whole segment, you know, when they were like, oh, who should be... Who do you want to take out of the competition? All right, everybody, talk about that. Well, I want to take out this person I want to go. It's all very WD. It's not serious. And it's very prompted. And so, therefore, I am very confused by JK's emotional response.
0: This is, I think, one of the more interesting threads in this episode. And I, like... It's because it's like you also, you know, have to not fuck the big picture Clint and like look at how like everybody's hunky dory on Twitter now. Like they're all fine. So you can't be like, oh God, poor JK. Like, are they at home just crying right now? It's like, no, this happened a uh, year yeah. ago. But there is sort of a Nino Bonita Brown, like, oh, you're already like halfway out the door at the beginning of the episode kind of energy. And I felt like Yeah, they all got the prompt, but I feel like J.K. just like wasn't able to put the drag on, and and obviously, and all of this like what like kind of where the emotions were were cropping up here. This was all an act one gun for the talk later with
1: Throb. Sure, yeah, yeah, I I mean, they lucked out by having Throb say something about J.K. Right? Because if Throb didn't say something about J.K., who knows? Maybe J.K. wouldn't have had an emotional response.
0: Well, yes, I feel like there's a, a there's a lot of that that comes up in their talk later of like, oh, you know, especially saying like after Anna left, like I don't really uh-huh. have any allies in this competition and that was so validating. So I was like, I saw that. I saw your little friendship and I think mm. I think what we eventually see, we're kind of seeing all of the gameplay right now. But what we're eventually seeing later from JK is what we see a lot of on Drag Race of like, yeah, but I'm still kind of like this sensitive queer who's like cracking under the pressure. Like, could you just be my friend for a second? Mm. And and Throb's not and Throb's like just, nope, I'm doing gameplay now. And it's it 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 is it is a weird dynamic. And I'm not saying Throb is wrong. I think they're both valid. It's just it, they're just they're on two different wavelengths, you know.
1: They were on two different wavelengths. I I can certainly empathize with J.K. being like, "Hey, wait, wait, wait," but like we're friends, right? And I think Throb was like, I think he was like, "Yeah, we're friends. Of course, we're friends." And we're in this competition, and the producers are right behind those cameras, and I'm not allowed to reference them. But you know, it's a game, right? All right. right.
0: Yeah, like also we're on we're doing it. we're doing this show right now. So like this is the storyline. Like yeah, like I'm not able to I'm not able to have that meta conversation with you right now, but like we're doing a competition show right now. So um but I it, it's just this weird merging of like Cause, for example, Throb being like, "You took my brother out in this competition." It's I'm gonna stupid. just say it. It just, yeah, it gives me the cringe. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it and own it. Cause whatever, like, it just gives me the cringe. It's like, okay, you are doing like Dragula role play. You're, it's like, WWE. It's yes. so
1: yeah. It's like yes. you took out my brother, and now I want to take you out. You piece right. of shit. You know, and and so
0: so throb's doing this dungeons and dragons fantasy and then jk was like they made me lip sync and they made me and i won like i so jk is like talking about the reality of the situation and throb is like but you took out my brother and it's like
1: it's not my fault yeah what he lost the lip sync
0: yeah (laughs) and so it's just really interesting
1: yeah, it's polarized fans, I know, or viewers. And uh, I think that's fascinating that they can't kind of also see that, like, one of them is uh, reading from a script and the other one is kind of Alice in Wonderland, you know? Yeah, JK keeps trying to say, time out, time out.
0: Can we just yeah. stop playing make-believe for a second? And yeah. no one will will time out. <laughs> and I have to say, like, I, 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 ju- I feel... In the situation, I think the larger picture is like, JK, it's a competition. But in the moment, the the human part of it, I'm like, oh, oh, like you're so in your feelings right now. And I think you just need a good nap and you just need mm. someone to give you a hug and say everything's fine, uh-huh. it's just a competition and you can't see that right now. And I do really feel for JK, even though I can see the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I think I'm the same way because I was rubbed a little bit the wrong way with throb because he was it was a little like it was a little patronizing right it was just a little like or maybe condescending is the word i'm looking for mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all right baby you know sorry i don't i'm nobody's ally here and you know you should be putting all of this energy into your look right maybe it was the edit who knows but uh they they had zero time they were like no i'm no longer gonna be the sweet older brother figure for you, you know.
0: I feel like if if we continue the the camp counselor fantasy of Throb, I feel like it's the color war at the end of the summer, and Throb is on the other team.
1: Oh, and so right. your
0: counselor is still your counselor, but they're on the other team. So like J.K., I can't help you right now because like my team. You're in another it's, bunk. It's, you're in a, Yeah, you're you're on the blue team. I'm sorry, you know. Um, and it's just. It hits some like weird, like it's touching some nerve for me. And I'm like, what is, what is this? Like some sort of like older cousins bullying me at a family reunion energy that I'm like, what am I feeling right now? <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: I certainly hear you. Yeah. I certainly hear you. It's like when you were, when your best friend was against you in gym class. Yeah. 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 Like, Why are you coming for me, bitch? Stop right. coming for me. It's like ha, 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 I got you. It's like, no, we're supposed to be friends. It's you're like, supposed to be like not- a safe space <laughs> and like you're yeah, like, yeah.
0: you know, you're a home base and now you're like exactly. It's hitting that nerve so hard. And I don't I because mean, 'cause I'm very competitive, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, more competitive. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I am definitely the most competitive person on this podcast, and I am happy no. to prove it.
1: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it.
0: Oh, well, listen, you took my brother out, so now <laughs> I'm I feel my wrath. Oh, and I just, but like when they, when they, when, when Throb says that and then they do the kind of black and white flashback to, you know, uh, Jarvis trying to start the lawnmower at the beginning (laughs) of that lip sync. And I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, this is not JK's. You, like, you've chosen a bit and now you've committed to it, even though you and I both know that it does not hold water, (laughs) Mr. Zombie
1: uh well anyway, okay so I feel like we we we've talked about that opening segment and then we followed the thread all the way to that cauldron talk that felt a little awkward um, particularly especially when they were leaving and like JK was not on the same page still and throb was like I know you're not on the same page, but we have to go back now uh get out of here and yeah good luck <laughs> and then and there was just that like there was such a sort of
0: Anxiousness about Jay being like, and you you better move that target somewhere else, because I'm not going anywhere. And it was like, oh, I you are we'll see. Yeah. It's like you're circling the drain mentally Uh right now, my dear. It was just tough. It was really hard to watch because there it it just that scene was also, I think, in comparison to a lot of the other shows and seasons and franchises that we're used to, these scenes are usually they usually go differently these these one-on-ones heartfelt. are usually they're a lot more heartfelt that's the point of them and so i think this is also very jarring because it's like even on this season we've had like fantasia and blackberry talking mm. we've had cynthia and jk like we've had the heartfelt moments and so this i think just came out of left field and but you you got to you got to give it to them Biella like throb yeah, at some point
1: yeah you, you gotta like, cut the umbilical cord it's Yeah, like, nope. sorry i'm yeah. pushing you out of the nest like you can't you can no longer depend on me here like i'm not going to be your emotional support
0: right right like i can't be too much your energy. ally yeah mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and i just thought that was yeah it really um i don't know uh it, what it made me think was and because i think we certainly see even more of it by the end of the episode but like i think it is I'm going to say it, the dogvilling of JK this season, you know? I, we've had our Dogville queens, our Jans, our Lucys, and I feel like this is our Dogville monster who just had a rough run.
1: Yeah, a rough run. Uh, rough um, wolf run. I, I think, th- I mean, there are, here's what I want to say. JK sort of started on the wrong paw because mm-hmm. they they did come out and say, like, yeah, I ordered this on Amazon. And I think that really got to people and stuck with people, particularly even as a viewer, when at the end of the episode, JK says, like, well, I also worked really hard. And it's like, well, I don't know if, if that was every single week, particularly that first week.
0: I think I agree. I think J K saying, yeah, I just figured I'd kind of, like, skate by the first week and be safe. I think it was, like... It was a bad first impression and, and JK, you know, came in hot anyway. And I think mm. people just weren't really here for the JK show. Similar to like, it was very similar to like Silky showing up to season, uh, 11 and like attitude check crickets, yeah, you know?
1: Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. People are just kind of a little done when you're arguing with somebody over, you know, who worked hard, who deserves to be here? It's like, well, we all deserve to be here, right? Um, so that mm-hmm. can't be an argument. So we have to go to who's who it looks like they're putting in a little bit more effort. Um, and if you point to that first episode, because it was the first episode, it's the building block of everything. It created this uh idea about jk for all the other contestants particularly gothic who i think is just like super harsh i don't know if that's like a language thing or what but like super harsh right i'm just like okay girl like you keep oh, you, you, yeah. you just keep stinging um and it is sort of entertaining after a while but like you know, it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, they they all sort of latch on to that. And they're like, no, like, clearly you are not putting up the same effort as everybody else.
0: Well, and, and it's, you know, it's not as if Dragula has never had conflict before. Season two had plenty of conflict. Mm. But it also stemmed back to real things and real relationships. Mm. And I'm sure there was some bullshit stuff, too. But, you know, there was Papasanix every five minutes. You know, there was... Yep. There was other stuff. There was a bore and bitch, you know, and I think uh-huh. this season it's so much more manufactured. I mean, right, this throb versus Fantasia thing is it, it, it's just it's almost what it's is own,
1: it. The, the I whole don't, think this registered to me. Oh, well,
0: I think that's where you know, when the conversation comes up, comes up of like who would you want to take out in this competition, and Fantasia's oh. like, Oh, I want to take throb out because from the beginning. You know they were questioning me, and then it's a flashback. And Throb's like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what you do." Oh, Uh, oh, you think you're a monster? It was like, right, right. right. I feel like Fantasia got the note of like, when you meet Throb, like, (laughs) this is your prompt. You are not going to get along with them. However, Mm -hmm. you get there, get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that it's that it's true that that storyline is. re-emerging now. Now that JK's gone, we have to have some other conflict and maybe yeah. it's gonna be Throb and Fantasia and then they're going to justify getting Fantasia out. Uh, I'm just kind of looking to see how they're going to get certain contestants out. Um, even though I love Fantasia. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, I do want to talk about, are they getting bloodier? Are they oh,
0: getting yeah. Bloodier? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I it, It's weird. I didn't notice it until they said anything. and I was like, oh, I guess... I guess they are. That's a clever idea is to have a mm. you know, a running theme in each of these little, you know, uh she done already had hers is.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The uh Ooh girl, you yeah. got monster mail. You yeah. got
0: monster munch. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, yes, that's when we first hear no, second hear. Sonic transducers. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Time. I don't know what a transducer
0: is. I didn't even Google it because I don't want to find out that it's something. Mm. Yeah, you know what it is. I know what it is. I have a couple of them in my basement. Transducers. Yeah, yeah. I got I have a. I have one that I keep in the basement, and then there's a travel one. Yeah, I have a sisducer. So, oh, so when you have guests
1: over, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah we hear this the the challenge is Pleasure Planet X. I will say this Mary <clears throat> to sort of the credit of the contestants. I I didn't necessarily go straight to like oh it's a sex alien challenge. I was like it's an alien challenge.
0: Yeah, I I I would have called this backpage ghouls from outer space and Ooh. I'm sure that they got like a lot more notes than what we got just in the little video. But I, I even watching it again, I was like, Oh, Oh, I guess I didn't fully get, I guess I, I saw it just being like, okay, give us aliens. But I mean, I guess they are given the prompt of like, you have sexy services that you're going to sell for us. So I could understand where this was a real variety of, Mm. of sexy services and maybe not a little more uniform in terms of being like, you know, I don't know, uh, just a bunch of variations of what Neo did in terms of her
1: character, right? Right. I mean, it could have just been that, and Blackberry. I think also sort of like hit like the bullseye, in right? What they were talking about. What yeah. they were talking about exactly. Yeah. I think that was. Uh, the, I think they even said that. Um, <clears throat> and you know, this goes to we go back to the boudoir or whatever the lab now, and they, the producer prompts are just so obvious now. And I'm just like, are they running out of things to do? What, why are these episodes now feeling just a little forced in terms of the reality TV? Sure. Because it's like, okay, now let's do impersonations. Okay. Like now
0: let's fake orgasms. Like it is very much these, and, and God bless Cynthia. She's like, Oh, I'll do it. I'll take the prompt. Totally. (laughs) Producers, contestants, Cynthia Dahl. And it is, and, and like impersonations. I'm like, it, it, what's weird is they showed like three of them, which tells me that like a lot of them were bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I, I wrote down four, so that's not much more than three. And the best one, in my opinion, was come on, Mama swan. Give me the crown. That was my favorite one. Uh, And I was
0: like, but wait, when did she say that? Why does that that sound correct? But I don't remember when she said that.
1: Oh, she definitely says that. Uh, Blackberry often has something that she says when she comes into the lab each day or each challenge.
0: uh Like this
1: episode, she says, beam me up, swan. And I love that.
0: Oh, I'll have to so I have to go back and watch Blackberry. Yeah, I...
1: watch her Blackberry. Mary, I know we've been discounting Miss Geist or you've been discounting Miss Geist all season, but something tells me not to discount Miss Geist. Blackberry is there's there's a charm there. There's a charm there.
0: I took the sale tag off of her last week with that drama. Right. I thought that she was I mean, yeah, I, I think that she has been reading as middle of the pack compared to the rest of the folks in the room. Mm. But mm. uh yeah. I, listen, uh, I didn't come here to be right. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> I came here to be the best.
1: Oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, there's something about, I don't know if it's this cast or if it's uh, the production or what, but I guess maybe, have more time in the challenges. Maybe it's the runway floor show kind of change. That's making these little segments feel a little bit longer. Uh, I guess also the monotony of them just standing around the table is a little making it seem longer. I'm just kind of like, okay, we have another one of these little segments that don't push anything forward, you know?
0: I mean, I will say that the, the, the blocking of having them all around that table, like they're all like in a pasta making class is a little tricky, you know? And now we're going to learn rigatoni, you know? Like I just, you know, you know, flower your, flower your boards, you know? Like I just, I, I just, I don't know. I picture a lot of like blue aprons, you know?
1: I found out on uh, some TikTok how to get, you know, when you like are mixing dough or, or whatever, and you get a little bit of dough on your hands. Yeah, and then you just eat it. No, no Mary. (laughs) Okay, nope. Nope. So the way to get it off is actually not by like washing your hands, but you put more flour on it, and then it comes off so much more easily. And then once it's like almost all off, then you should wash your hands. Did you learn that from Preppy Kitchen? No, it wasn't from Preppy Kitchen. No, he's not that... Practical. He's practical, but he's not that practical. I'm not done with him. I still like, you know, every now and then we'll like put him put him on while I'm making coffee and feeding the cat, you know. But um, you know, it's yeah, but the the, the moment has passed. You know, I don't live in Inwood anymore.
0: Strawberries. Yeah, he was an Inwood. He's an Inwood era um thing. But yeah, honestly, for me, that's when it was, it was a short relationship. I think the, my introduction was the Christmas cookies with his husband and, and that mm. we could honestly, I think we could even oh God. revisit, yeah. um, like kids, what do we see now? Yeah. Those kids yeah. and the way one right. takes after the husband, one takes after him, it's too uh-huh. much. Um, <laughs> but it was then the video where he was like with strawberries and I thought there are it too is. many R's in your strawberries. Yeah.
1: Mm. let's get and at started the end, i love it at,
0: en- at the end of his little instagram reels it's always him like like luxuriating in the bite of yeah. something and i don't like that <laughs> right i know you don't like that i, I have don't.
1: his cookbook um i'm a little disappointed in the cookbook because it's less like baked goods and more savory and i'm like uh you know yeah but yeah. that's okay he looks cute on the cover so <laughs> and you got it signed I did. I met him. I got a picture with him and everything.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean. You
1: know, I waited in the in the rain. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, that says a lot. You know, like, that's it's creepy, Mary. Honestly, that's creepy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Other people were there, too. I'm sure they were. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> come on, Mama Swan. Give me the crown. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Preppy Kitchen. Give me the autograph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the chocolate. Um uh, the strawberries, <laughs> the strawberries. <clears throat> um uh yes, uh so then we have the the JK Throb cauldron discussion um where we learn that it's all about Jarvis and JK isn't following the storyline, etc., which we already talked about. Yeah. Um uh. yes, and then the orgasm sounds. Like it just seems like there's a lot of I don't know. Filming kids playing, Um, you know, like just just footage that shouldn't have made the edit. You know,
0: I'd love to edit in the season five orgasms from Untucked with these orgasms, and I also want to just put the phrase "scorpion like a chirpin" on a tote bag. So those are my notes on the orgasms. Otherwise,
1: scorpion like a chirpin. That's
0: what I think Alyssa says about coco's orgasm she's like why are you squirping like a chirping and like a chicken over there
1: or something Uh like that all right all right yeah i the orgasm sounds um obviously it's definitely something i enjoy i thought it was very funny um i love when neo does her sounds and then she goes yeah they love that (laughs) i "I don't even remember neo's
0: sounds i feel like she'd be very quiet i feel like it It was was quiet yeah it was quiet
1: but after she goes, yeah, they love that. I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I have i i i appreciated that Blackberry was very accurate. That it was like, oh yeah, no, like bears are like these. Uh-huh. It, it's just angry. Uh-huh. It's just like a lot of huffing and puffing, and and uh-huh. and we've talked about there's some there's some really there's some there's a variety out there of of orgasm sounds and of, some of, of them male.
1: Are, yeah, male yeah. Coming. yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Ma- yeah. Real Alan Cummings. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, cause the, the go-to is like either a twink in heat or, you know, a female orgasm, you know, the, the porn version of one. Mm-hmm. But uh, the male orgasm is, oh God, if you put them all next to each other, it's really cringy. <laughs> oh, my God. They're
0: so cringy. It's just, it's great. It's just, I mean, but some of them are, some of them are like just, I mean, dare I say on the main feed. Your dick is going to make me come. Oh, yeah. Your dick is <laughs> going to make me cum. Yeah. I mean, it's that, it's just like, but I guess it's like, go
1: off, sis, you know, live your best life. Well, but I think that's more of like the whiny bottom, whereas like the top coming or like, you know, in a straight sis situation Every now and then you get one of those guys, and it's like, "What are you going through here?" You know?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. It it's just they're always like horses that are bristling. It's like, yeah. "What I'm is not it, giving girl?" You the grabby over this, you know? Yeah. Like, no,
1: this isn't a good performance. I don't believe you. Makes me think a storm's coming,
0: and all the animals are upset. You know. Uh huh. The the storm Grace. Storm Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Guy starts coming like that. I'm like, oh man, it's a storm Grace. It's the connection Grace. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, God.
1: Uh, um, well, uh, we get the boulets uh, on the floor show, main stage, whatever, runway, whatever they're calling it um in Monet's ring the alarm dress but a I, much cleaner version of it
0: yeah. i so i wrote it was pound the alarm yeah mm. i thought the impact oh, ring the alarm right pound the alarm yeah that's pound right. the alarm cuz you got to like really <laughs> yeah. hit that snooze button uh,
1: yeah the impact you're right although i think somebody on twitter put them next to each other and you know not that i want to shit on monet cuz that's not what it's about but drac next to monet's look i mean it just looks like you know uh, before being put through a, uh, I don't know, a car wash. Uh, yeah. Drack is just much cleaner, you know?
0: It's a Wish.com order situation. But for me, Monet and that look, the only thing I see is that part where the song goes, and she does that face. Uh-huh, yeah. No, Monet's, I mean, it is a brilliant performance. <laughs> it's just... It's a brilliant, brilliant performance. It just transcends everything. that We could do a whole beat by beat, even though we probably uh-huh. already did it on that episode of the impact of that performance. And you know, mm. you got to give it poor dusty. She kept up at the holiday party, you know?
1: Well, I mean, she was there.
0: She was there. She was electrocuted. She had her short little hair. She looked like, uh, <laughs> she looked like the mom on Webster. And I don't remember oh, the woman's name, but she looked like the the mom on Webster. You know what? We're going to just do a quick because
1: dusty, you know, I mean- I mean, we've been fans of Dusty since she came in second on "So You Think You Can Drag," and she did that Joanna Newsom lip sync. Like, yep, mm-hmm. w- we know what Dusty can do. This isn't to take anything away. I will say, anybody that gets to see Dusty live, like she always picks really great uh, lip sync songs. Uh, she's a very, very kind of dynamic performer. And unfortunately, she was given a Nicki Minaj song against Monet Fucking Exchange. So, w- what w- you know, and she looked like a. Tin Man, so. and she
0: looked like Susan Clark from Webster. Oh, oh my Susan God! Clark. Okay, if you look, name. if you look up a picture right now, it's it's scary. I believe you. Looks.
1: I can picture her. Yeah, Susan oh, Clark, that, for sure. That
0: hair. Oh Mary my God! Mary Higgins Clark's daughter. Just kidding. It's actually oh. your neighbor, Mary Higgins. Folks, I don't know where we talked about this, <laughs> but I learned seven and a half years into this podcast that you grew up down the street from Mary Higgins Clark. That's right. Loves music. Loves to dance. Moved to Saddle River. <laughs> I had no. I knew about the Saddle River because I had a paperback copy of Where Are the Children when I was in high school that said in the in, in the bio that she lived in Saddle River. I had no idea she lived down the street from you. In, in I mean the the
1: the, the 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 full tea, and I guess this is sort of appropriate for a Dracula podcast, but yeah, she's scary. so my parents. No, my parents decided um, when I was in like fifth grade that they were going to flip a house, so they were going to buy a house that was significantly like under, undervalued. And then my mom was going to, you know, they were going to put some money into kind of updating it. uh, And then they were going to sell it. Uh, And that took, that took about three and a half, four years. So like my middle school years, I was living in this very large house on the very, this very, very wealthy side of town, the West side. And so the people on our street like had significant amounts of money and celebrity and were CEOs and stuff like this. And my parents didn't really, I mean, it's not like that I grew up kind of poor, but it was certainly not at the level of our neighbors. Um, Only come to find out that the reason the house was undervalued was because the husband died of very like mysterious causes and the rumor was is that she murdered him, that the wife murdered the husband and then sold the house. There were I remember going to the house before we moved in and there were all these like dolls around the house. It was a really, really weird house. And there was oh. an energy in this house. Like it was, I think I've told you this story before, but the if basement. you were in that basement, yeah. you were not alone in that basement. And my sisters said the same thing like, we, like, years later, we all kind of had this come-to-Jesus moment, like, oh, no, you were never alone in that basement. I'm getting chills thinking about being in that basement. Like, weird energy kind of happened in that house. And and all, both of my sisters and me, we, well, while we were living in that house, fucked up shit happened to us, you know? Like, not in the house, but in our lives in general, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's the Mary Higgins Clark Street. Uh uh, and she lived, yes, down the road,
0: I mean, I would imagine before you guys moved in, like Mary and Carol like snuck <laughs> over in the dark of night, Carol Higgins Clark, her daughter, everybody, uh, also a celebrated author, and <laughs> they snuck in, and they, and I think that you if you went back and you looked at Mary and even Carol's books, you can find inspiration, you know, like you could find some of that i feel like uh there's a book there's a book called the house next door by ann river siddons and i feel like mary higgins right. clark at some point ran into ann river siddons at a at a convention was like oh you're gonna love this Anne, because you wrote that book there is a house down the street for me that is practically the house from the house next door that you wrote
1: is there a gazebo in the backyard because the gazebo was oh god it was like 30 feet in diameter. It was so large. Probably. In the backyard.
0: Well, the and Ann River Siddons book
1: was set in the South,
0: but that does, and it was I think it was written in the 70s, but that's, I just wanted to talk about Ann River Siddons on this podcast at some point because someone out there is like, yes, yes, finally.
1: Well, are we going to talk about David uh, Das Malchin and yeah. his line? So very ravenous. I can't tell if I'm like turned on or really creeped out like is he Gus from don't tell mom the
0: babysitter's dead Uh uh-huh yeah very Very tender tender well you know it's funny because I feel like he could be Gus and this Lauren Lavera could play Sue Sue Ellen I feel like that I would actually like to see the two of them recreate the lunch scene um from don't tell mom the babysitter's dead a little bit of both you know
1: sweet or dry uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, you're moving too fast for me. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that seems iconic for sure. <laughs> Are you talking about us having sex? Uh, love it. Um, all right, let's talk about these looks. Yeah, do you want to weigh in on some of these looks, Mary?
0: Yes, I do like that. The there's they use their sexy floor show music. They've used this music before, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, I love it. It's, it's somewhere on oh, like, nasty uh, wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. somewhere on Spotify. There's like you know Dragula floor show music playlists. So. I'll have to go find it, and maybe I can put it in under the episode here. Yeah, Dracula, yeah. yeah. Show me your butthole. Uh, yeah, let's see. I think that I talked about how Cynthia was giving me kind of baggy, baggy tempest, so that was an issue. But not being nitpicky, the overall fantasy she was creating, I was like,
1: I mean, pizza monster. I love this. Yeah, I wrote Alien Slut in quotes. It's very like Avenue Q. And mm-hmm. instead of like Muppets, you know what I mean? I was like, "There's an edge to this that I appreciated, particularly with like the big lips, um, and just the overall story there." And yeah, there was an execution kind of distraction because you're kind of like, "I don't think that's what's supposed to happen," you know? Right,
0: right. There's um, there's a movie called Meet the Feebles from like 1989, and I think it's kind, of, it's like a filthy uh, take on like the Muppets or whatever. And she is giving big
1: uh, meet the feebles energy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Meet the feebles. Look at this bitch. Oh God. I've
0: never seen it, but it's just one of those movies I've, I've kind of always run across in my, um in my catalog peter jackson yeah. oh my god yeah oh
1: yes it's an offensive puppet shocker yeah there's that like rabbit i, re- I do sort of remember this i don't even know what's a rabbit it's like a rodent meet the feebles this is this looks brilliant this is like uh all right scary for next yeah year. yeah maybe you know? i think this would be fun all right well um yeah i i, I thought cynthia was um uh i don't know I'm glad she was safe, I guess. I I appreciated her in the challenge in this character. Um, Throb Zombie, I was getting, I don't know if you know this reference, but I was getting like a neutrino sex doll.
0: Neutrino, that sounds like a protein bar, but I'm going to... So
1: the neutrinos were from Dimension X in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, uh,
0: I mean, I'm probably spelling it wrong. Um, so I, I guess I, even though I've seen that cartoon, um, I guess I don't know what they are. Oh, here we go. Neutrinos, dimension X. Here we go. Here we go. We're on an image search. Oh, I see this. Yes. I see this. I understand this reference. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, like
1: particularly the one in yellow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, I, I see a picture of the three of them here and there's, yeah, the one in yellow with the hair. Absolutely.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. What was your reaction to JK?
0: I mean, I would say that despite all of my, my feelings about JK and everything that was going on with Throb, and and you know, the the fact that JK has kind of been like not dissimilar to Bob in season eight, where there were times where the performance was great and, and the look just wasn't there, a la like the roller skating look. I think this week the look wasn't there. The performance wasn't there. I, you could just feel that, like... And, and apparently, I did see this in the Spencer's on the Dying Mall of a subreddit, that, like, something had happened before the floor show. Like, there was a big fight that, I guess, JK was in. And <clears throat> I guess maybe they talked about this on the podcast. And they didn't film it or they didn't air it. But it was, like... Maybe it was before the critiques. But there was a big fight between jk and someone and so i felt like you could feel that energy and i think that's what then prompted them to tell lauren lavina to be like how are you doing
1: oh weird
0: yeah so i feel like there was just like an iceberg of stuff underneath but ultimately like at the surface level the performance and the look it just yeah, it wasn't enough. And at a certain point, you got to be like, listen, you're a real sweetie dotty, but you gotta go uh,
1: yeah, it it just looked a little messy, you know, it wasn't like on purpose messy. Does that make sense?
0: right, right. I think that uh this was just a little a little messy, a little incomplete. I feel like mm. um the gag was kind of like, okay, I this it just wasn't it just wasn't enough and i think if the look was going to be more minimal then the performance had be more fully realized and i think what we saw was just kind of a a first take
1: mhm yeah um i don't know i i want to be able to get this and i do but i i want to be able to like really like live in this look and it, i think the point i keep going back to is look to your left look to your right
0: yeah yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, if this was just some night in Brooklyn, I wouldn't really care. I, it, it wouldn't be about judging it. Be like, okay, that's what you're wearing, whatever your performance is. But
1: uh, yeah, exactly. Look to your left, look to your right. In terms of orgotic, I I, I, I find it interesting that this is polarizing in terms of um, opinions, right? Because all season long, we're like, oh, wow, oh, wow, the scale. And this week, I I was like, I don't think this is exactly the right challenge, and there is actually kind of the same thing happening. It just sort of looks like another version, and maybe that's okay. And uh, I yeah, I I don't know. It was a little it was a little off for me, and I'm really kind of done with the club kid shoes.
0: It is crazy how many weeks someone can go with Club Kid shoes and get nothing more than a, like, I don't know about those shoes, my friend.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah, I, I think that this was the week I was expecting, like, okay, if if, if the concept is that Orgotic's drag comes from, like, a different planet, well, then a space challenge seems like a great opportunity for Orgodic to really shine. And so I think in comparison to other looks that he's done and kind of expectations based on the, the, the prompt, this just felt like for what orgotic does this felt like yeah just a standard like i'm doing a, a friday night performance i'm on tour or whatever mm-hmm. and i think that that was i mean there were cool details the sex doll mask was really cool but i think the critiques were valid where it was like yeah but it's just like it's mostly a black latex bodysuit and club shoes yeah.
1: right right and paper mache yeah. And yeah.
0: to be fair, yeah, those little I mean, some people are really into tentacles, but they weren't even really reading as sexual tentacles. Yeah, they were I just know. it was just kind of like I feel like on um, like crayfish or like shrimp. There's just like
1: little wavy legs
0: that that's Ew. what that reminded me of.
1: Uh, Blackberry sex robot, um, you know, creative. Uh, and I guess it, was, it looked really put together. And I was, you know, happy to see a robot included. Yeah, it was like a very complicated French press. But
0: <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was, yeah, I, I think that Blackberry's look was really cool. I thought the performance felt like, I mean, I know that she's being a robot, but I didn't, it didn't, it just felt a little flat to me. I thought it was, I wasn't getting robot. I was kind of getting like deer in
1: headlights. Um no, I got robot. Yeah, I got robot. Particularly with like the tits that jerk somebody off. I don't know. I this I'm like that a she's... sexy version of Rosie from The Jetsons, you know?
0: Like I know that she's a robot, I just mean like the actual like performance, the ad, the like the, the oh, actual the, de- ad I didn't the like. delivery. Yeah, that that's what yeah. I'm talking about. The look it was cool. All of that, the floor show was cool, but the the ad performance just kind of felt like someone who was like nervously auditioning for the vagina monologues.
1: I definitely hear that. I feel like production didn't help any of the contestants out with special effects or like, you know, adding effects to their voices. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if I go back to the alien challenge on season two, they all, it was like a floor show that was edited together and it was like scenes They all had, you know, Mm -hmm. they had a set each and it, and it kind of, we, we were put into their world and I feel like there were other things that kind of enhanced their looks and the, the runway, like, oh, walk forward while being in a line and, you know, speak in the middle. Like, I feel like it was, it didn't do anybody a disservice and we noticed the most with BlackBerry.
0: Yeah, it it did feel a little like, you know, not that I would even know, but I assume a chorus line, you know, you know my limbo Oh, oh a chorus line. But there's I just see. a little bit like, we're all just standing up here auditioning. It, yeah, I I think you're right. I think the, the format of it didn't work. If anything, I would have, yeah, I, it would have made more sense to edit the floor shows in with the ads.
1: Yeah, kind of like bitch grandmother, bitch. You know, like yep. I don't know. Do something a little bit more. Give them a little bit more of the fantasy. You know, um, yeah. I feel like offset. they paid
0: they paid so much for this new set, and they're like, we just we got to use this new mm-hmm. this new floor show set as much as possible and as unadorned right. as possible. I'd,
1: exactly. You know, uh, yeah, get the get the most out of this. Uh, Fantasia's three dildo no- sex gnome.
0: Yeah, Fantasia Royale Garden Gnome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did I mean, I liked the little eyes on her cheeks, and I think at a certain distance that created a really cool uh illusion. Mm. I understood what they were saying. I don't I think that there was maybe a simplicity to this that there was and and a little bit of a, you know, aquatic nature that it just it didn't it, I don't know if I would have, if I felt this was like bottom two, but I don't know if it totally
1: worked for me. Uh, this was bottom two for me. And I love Fantasia Royale. Mama! I love her. Yeah. And I'm not seeing, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like her aesthetic. And I think there is a, a ceiling that she's it's, sort of hitting.
0: It's feeling like that because I and I feel like that's been kind of the the challenge to her the whole first half of the season is like okay all right you know break through that glass ceiling once and for all and she hasn't yet really.
1: Uh, oh, now I'm in uh game change. Yeah, mode, I know, but yeah, I'll, I'll get right, because you're just
0: like Hillary, yeah.
1: <laughs> you have ruined me. <laughs> um. Neo Hulu, the mermaid sex doll is what i wrote um i i think I think if I were to change anything from this look, surprisingly, it's not all of like the busyness up top. I would just eliminate the the puffy boots yeah i I guess I mean they didn't they didn't bother me
0: i I guess I just. Yeah, I think I, I I bought into this. It was busy, but I think maybe it was also compared to some of the other folks that were a little bit simpler. I was like, well, at least
1: somebody gave me too much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We can always kind of count on Neo to give us a little bit more than we might need.
0: Yeah, and I guess I would I would rather that in these situations because it's also like compared to Throb where it's like, yeah, you come out with a lot of props and some of them don't work. It's like Neo mm. doesn't
1: it doesn't have those kind of malfunctions. Right. That's true. That's true. It's all sort of like, yep, this is exactly what I meant to do. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. think the
0: inability to walk was I would if it wasn't intentional, it was a really happy accident because I think that's it's perfect. It it totally goes with that with someone who's just like, oh my god, my boobs are so big, I can mm-hmm. barely I can barely move. All these memories. Yeah. I just have to lay here and get fucked. Like, it's just, it. it is such a sex alien fantasy kind of thing mm. where it's like, all I can do is just be this, you know, immobile sex thing.
1: Mm, for sure. Well, uh, you know, obviously we get the cauldron fight. Uh, Blackberry wins, which I think is deserved. And uh, yeah, it's Fantasia and JK in the bottom and i would have been surprised if they sent fantasia home i mean you know
0: i did see once again when i looked on on reddit someone was like man fantasia is is she just not in pain all the time with those big boobs and then somebody was like oh that's probably why she won the extermination cuz she's used to being in pain all the time and i was like i all of this is get me out of this spencers and let me get to the Bye. you know the gnc that's still open um yeah but what it did remind me of was that back in college in, like, 2007, back in, like, the real wild west of Facebook, I was in a Facebook group called My Boobs Are Huge and My Back Hurts. Oh. And,
1: uh, you know. It's a thing.
0: So it's a thing. Uh, so I bet it does. Uh, I bet she is in pain. But, uh, indeed, they had to. I do want to just mention, uh, just before we get to that, is uh, because if I, for, if I don't, then what am I doing here? But. Well, I felt that she was you know she was really turning it on for for TV. I thought the guest Lauren gave me like hot babysitter energy, and I know she's in the Terrifier movies, and I was like, "Ooh, I just want to see her do like a classic babysitter in peril kind of movie. I think she'd be mm. great at that Um, and then, uh, my other thought was, oh, in terms of this challenge, what I would want to do, what I would do if I was there um." I feel like kind of like the concept of the girlfriend experience, I would give the human experience and I would be an alien who's fetishizing like human sexual interactions, the way that we fetishize, you know, like alien, you know, probing and, and, and people now do that thing where they put the eggs inside of you, the OVO depositors Uh and all that stuff. Uh And, uh, and then maybe part of my floor show would be like sliding out of my fake skin suit to reveal my like real alien body. Ooh, aliens! Aliens, that would be Allium. like maybe that's I would eat a bowl of aliens after a long night of hooking.
1: Oh, I I think I would have I don't know my brain is going everywhere I didn't really think about this but yeah I think if I were I would do a female illusion and the. You know, it'd be some version of the porn stars featured on The Comeback mm-hmm. uh, in season two. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, I think, you know, more holes, more breasts. I think that's definitely a direction. If you're going to go like penises, like why not have like one penis in the front, one penis in the back? And they're really hard, you know, and you could just mm-hmm. like fuck two people at once. I don't know. I have to think about it. I'm not going to be able to come up with something on this podcast, but I appreciate uh, your idea. I think that's a great idea.
0: No, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking is, uh, but I also like the idea of creating a more like a version of her who like assuming that, you know, JK and bitch puddin all kind of exist in the same space truck stop. And maybe there's a little motel there. Um, Ooh, why, why am I getting a spam risk call? Not right now, please. um, but I would also like the idea of kind of being that same like alien, but like who dresses like a truck stop sex worker. Like maybe I've got uh-huh. some like torn jeans and a little lacy top and a little jacket and I got cigarettes. Ooh, and so uh-huh. there's like a version of like I'm playing a very real human character. Like there's a lot of women like that living in those motels, but I'm
1: an alien. Oh, you're it's like species
0: yeah but maybe it's kind of a sad character you know like there's mm. the term a lot lizard like that's what they call sex workers at a truck stop so what if I was an actual lizard
1: oh that's smart that's yeah but okay, I was an actual
0: there. lizard but I was dressed in that kind of like you know that get up but I was a lizard
1: mm. well I think One of the best moments of this episode was when Fantasia Royale looks at the screen and says, I'm Fantasia Royale, mama. Just love it. Uh, Just, bro. And she,
0: I mean, I think we all knew that as as Cynthia keeps, and I think it's a reference. I can't remember what it is, but it's a reference. But as Cynthia keeps saying, there's the door, bitch. I think everybody knew that JK, including JK, was headed for the door. So it also all felt like, this is all just kind of like when Satana wanted to quit and it was like, okay, fine. I'll pretend to go through the extermination, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, And I think JK had one of the best death scene performances I've seen in a very long time. That was, I mean, you know, people who are really in their
0: feelings about J.K. might say, like, wow, even the extermination, J.K. had to go through extensive levels of pain. And then in their death scene, they were, like, suffering. How much are we going to hate on J.K. this season? But um, I didn't think that. But I just wanted to acknowledge that I could see someone thinking that. Oh, I did think that I loved the little, the little butt alien that came out. I thought the energy of it coming over JK's shoulder, it reminds me of like when Marco gets kind of feisty and he goes from just giving me bitsies to giving me significant bites and his eyes get all black. I felt like that was, you know, when cats are like, oh, I'm raring up. I felt like that, that little alien was raring up.
1: All right. Yeah, no, that was, uh, it was a great scene. Um, and very well acted. I, yeah i'm I'm enjoying all of the references and the start and finishing kind of connections um, I missed that last season and I think even the season before um and I'm glad that that kind of like I don't know show start to finish we're in aliens right is uh back yeah and space no one can hear you scream that's right that's right which yeah. I think is such Gra- a great
0: tagline I was thinking Gravity. about that when I was it was like in space no one can hear you scream That's so campy but it's so creepy Ugh, i just love that
1: well um
0: what's your who's your bsm my best supporting monster actually is neo this week i oh, we didn't wow. talk about it much but i also think she is so funny i think she, she is, is funny. so funny such a goof I love when when during the cauldron when she had the little talking hen she was like I just want to see her snatch that crown snatch that win not the crown I she's I I think that she's very (laughs) quiet but like so funny and I I just I really uh, I think the the drag makes her a front runner but I'm seeing the personality as well and Mm. uh it she I yeah I think she's a hoot and I just thought she was great
1: this episode Love it. Well, Mary's, if you have any thoughts on Dragula's it came from beyond episode. You can reach out to us on Instagram at All Right Mary You can email us at All Right at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Uh, and if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also.
0: And you can hear more of me talking about best supporting actresses like Neo Hulu X on the Best Supporting Podcast. And you can find more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, including currently our coverage of Canada's Drag Race Season 4 on the Sister Mary's feed on Patreon or at the Only Mary's feed. It sounds like we've got some top talk. We got some top talk to do, so uh, if you want those kind of conversations, all and more, can be revealed at Patreon.com/slash.
1: All right, Mary. All right, Mary. What is our floor show? Our last chance floor show this week. Our last chance floor show is
0: a song I found in my Spotify like favorited playlist, and it was I was like, oh, this is perfect, and it's got great floor show energy, and given poor J.K.'s uh, mental state you know, throughout this episode, uh, I I thought that the title was appropriate. So the name of the song is called Unstable Condition by John Tejada. And it's just a great song. It's very like Electro-Philip Glass
1: kind of energy. Oh, we love John-Philip uh, Glass. Yes. Yeah, love
0: we do, him. we do. Amazing.
1: All right, Mary. Well, enjoy the rest of your week, Mary's. Keep it spooky and stay warm. And we'll see you next time.
0: Tots hidden. That'll do.